The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. I was just introducing you as the author of The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value, uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's start with a little bit of your background and how you came to uh, write this book. Jordan and our listeners, I am a 34-year veteran of the business world. I managed uh, functions in information technology, finance, and business planning in multiple industries and in multiple corporate cultures and multiple regions. And I witnessed and contributed to, to many of the changes that have impacted people in the area of employment and career. I made decisions or I participated in decisions that determined who got promoted, who was hired, who was assigned or reassigned, and unfortunately sometimes who was downsized or laid off. And I coached and mentored people as they addressed their career challenges and employment challenges. And I, Linwood Bailey, had to manage him, himself through many of these uh, career challenges due to, uh, due to the decisions that companies made about me. <laughs> so during my career work, uh, in, the, in the business world, I spent 90% of my time dealing with things. I mean, just think about it, information technology, finance, business planning, and about 10% on people. When I retired, I started my coaching practice on my business called Fields of Success. Now I spend 90% of my time on people and 10% of my time on things, and I enjoy it. I earned my MBA at Indiana University and my undergraduate degree at Hampton University, and I'm a graduate of Coach University. Uh, I am the author of, Co- of, of The uh, Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value. And I also speak on career management topics, specifically, specifically on how to deal with today's career and employment challenges and issues. So I took a career. I learned a lot. I enjoyed my career, but I enjoyed the aspect of working and, and coaching people. So I started my coaching practice, and then after I started my coaching practice, I decided to, to write the business of me to help people get through these challenges that they are facing today. Very good. Before we get into the details of how one should market oneself and kind of see yourself as a business, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about marketing themselves and, and to create a good career? Well, first of all, uh, many of us uh, think of career management. We don't really think very seriously about it. We only look at aspects of it when it hit us or when we've lost a job or when we have gone for a promotion we didn't get or we feel like we're stuck in a job 
or we've done things like going back to school and getting an MBA or graduate degree, and we don't see anything from it. And then we start to look at really what's going on in my career. And I tell people that you cannot rely on events and circumstances to get you to where you want to be in life. You really have to take control of your career. And career management is not something that should be on the back burner. It should always be on the front burner of, your, of, the, of the stove of your life. When does it start? When, uh, when should you start kind of thinking of your career in this way? I think you should start thinking of your career really when you're in school, before you graduate, start considering about where you want to go. And then once you uh, get out of your uh, and graduate and you go to your, um, to your job, Career management should start from day one. Uh, you may be in your early part of your career. You may be learning and you may be developing some things and knowledge, but it's not something that you uh, can defer. And again, I always stress to people, don't let events, circumstances, and the desires of other people drive where you're going because you may, not, you may end up in a place you don't want to be. Do you think the career services offices at universities that are supposed to do this, do a good job of helping people frame their careers? Some uh, places probably do a good job. Others don't do that well. One of the things that uh, I found in um, my discussions with career services groups and also many times with um, people in that area is that sometimes the people who are working in the organizations really haven't had an in-depth uh, life experience working in a business. A lot of them maybe come from academia, uh, and they really have not experienced a lot of things that the students are going to experience. So sometimes, you know, you, you get advice on writing resumes and some things like that and preparing you for a job, but not a lot in terms of really how do you get out and how do you get started and how do you really manage your career. So it's body. Some schools do it better than others. Now, you begin with what you call the business management process, and it has it kind of is, is the way your book is put together. In the beginning of your business management process is what you call building a value foundation. Uh, so kind of describe what it is that an individual needs to do to build a value foundation uh, so they can have a good career. Okay, first of all, if you think that you're not in business for yourself, I want you to take this thought. Every day when you get up and you go to work, you go in there and you carry some skills, some capabilities, and strengths that allow you to make a contribution to your employer. And in exchange for those contributions, you get a price. And that price that you receive or that value you receive is your compensation. So at the foundation of any career or anything you're doing, your career, is that product, you. You got to understand on or build something that is a value. You got to know what value you operate, you, you offer, excuse me, and you also need to know how to define it and express it and what makes you unique. So the foundation of your career is your product, you, what you offer, and what makes you unique. So, how do you, for somebody who's particularly early in their career, doesn't really have a good sense of what makes them unique or what value do they How do they create a sense of value creation so they're attractive to an employer? Okay, first of all, I recommend that people go out and they actually, through 
talking to people who are in their fields, who've actually advanced in their fields or who have experienced or demonstrated some success in their field, to actually talk with them and ask them some questions about what did it take for them to move in their career? How did they get started and how did they get to where they wanted to be? Also, I suggest that people go out to, um, to the career sites like CareerBuilders, Monster.com, go to career uh, uh, websites from co- for companies and look at the positions in your field. What are these positions asking for? What type of qualifications? What kind of a kind of experience? And out of that, I asked, I, uh, I uh, recommend that people actually build or write the job that they want to have. And once they have the job they want to have, then they should develop themselves for that to that job. So your career should be guided by a series of what I call target position descriptions that really describe your next job. That next job could be next year, it could be two years, it could be three years from now, but it keeps you looking forward and keeps you in touch with the marketplace. I call it the employment marketplace because you're in demand according to what the employers are asking for. So that's the way that I, I always recommend it, that people do it. Another thing that I recommend people uh, to do is, first of all, when you've got this target position description, make it visible. Now, in this day and age with everyone with uh, smartphones and tablets, you may put that on your tablet and every day or every so often you look at it and say, this is where I want to be. Because when you see something, you always are motivated and focused on getting it done. The second thing I uh, recommend that people do is write what I call a pro, P-R-O, former, F-O-R-M-A, resume. Now, a pro forma, we usually think about resumes in terms of what we have. A pro forma resume is what we need. And I ask people to write the resume for the job, that target position you want to have. Write the resume that you want to have when you apply for that position. And then compare it to what you have today, your current resume. Find the gaps in experience, skills, training, whatever, and fill those gaps. So that way you're always going forward, you always have your career focused, and you're always keeping it fresh and, and also in tune with what the marketplace is asking for. So uh, it sounds very good. Is it, is, how can people do that if they have to anticipate what they're looking for? You're saying that the businesses pretty much tell you in advance what they're looking for, so that's you can use that as a guide to create your pro forma resume. Right. And, that, and right, you can. You can use that because, you know, businesses will tell. It, it's amazing that uh, many people, all this information is available out on these websites about what employees are looking for. And many times the only people who look out there, the only time we look out there is when, we, when we've lost a job or we are mad about the job that we have. Use that as like market research, just like companies go out and they ask you know, potential, or they ask their customers, what is it that you want? What, what is it about our product that you don't like? Or what are the things that you like our product to do? So you got your product out here now, and let's say you're a financial person or you're an information technology person, and your customers, your potential customers out there are the employers, and they're giving you all kind of information out there on these job websites. So go out and find out what's going on, and you, you know what the marketplace is demanding. 
A very, very good idea. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, my guest this hour is Linwood Bailey. Uh, his latest book is called The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value, a career management process and information resource designed for today's business professional. There is a website. We can find out more about it, which is a business, uh, thebusinessofmebook.com. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linwood Bailey, uh, the author of a new book called The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value. Well, back, Welcome back to the show, Linwood. Thank you, Jordan. And I wanted to tell them again about your website for the book, and also you have another website about career management. Tell them about that, too. Yes. Uh, my book website is businessofmebook.com. No the, just businessofmebook.com. And that is where you can go and find out all about the book. You can preview it. There's a reader's guide that takes you through the content of the book and how you can apply it, what you read. And then there's also a connection to my uh, business uh, website or my coaching website, which is fieldsofsuccesscoaching.com, fieldsofsuccesscoaching.com. And um, in that, that connects you to more information. I have a a blog that I put out with uh, career tips. I will also be starting soon with some uh, weekly video tips 
Uh, each week I'll post out there uh, some tips of the week that you can go out on YouTube and get on uh, from me. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Linwood Bailey. Go out, and I will be glad to connect with you on LinkedIn, and you can also connect with me on Facebook. Very good. Okay, so the next business management tool we start about creating the value is uh, the product development process. Mm-hmm. So kind of briefly go through the product development process as it applies to somebody getting themselves ready for a career. Okay, fine. First of all, if one of the hardest lessons that uh, pe- people learn is when they start in business is that you can be think about marketing, you can think about selling and all those things, but you've got to be able to know your product, what it is, what it does, who it satisfies, and, what it, and, and, and who it satisfies. So there is a process out there that the businesses use called the product development process, and it really starts off with research in the marketplace. It actually to, to determine what's needed, an assessment of the company's strengths, and then out of that, they build a, a, um, a concept of what that product should be. And then they build a prototype to actually say, this is how the product's going to look. And then they build and actually build a product based on a prototype. So with you, in this business of, of me, and this product called you, your strengths, your capabilities, Defining that product, first of all, we talked earlier about research in the marketplace. Go out to these sites, find out really what the marketplace is asking in your, in your area. And also, do an assessment of your strengths. There are some there are great uh, assessments out there that will give you assessments of your strengths. One of them is, um, uh, is uh, Strength Finders by the Gallup. And also there are several of them out there that will deal with what your skills are and give you an assessment of skills. And you can get this information from career counselors or from your um, HR person at your company. Clever, before we go on, we actually have a call from a, a caller, so I'd like to get his call. Okay. Uh, Charles, uh, you, you've called in with a question. What is your question for Linwood? Uh, yes, thank you, Jordan. And uh, first of all, Linwood, congratulations on the book. <clears throat> I think it's a, certainly a very good, um, a very good tool. I guess, I guess, my question is, uh, having worked as an HR professional, uh, what's been your biggest challenge? And actually, and you've talked somewhat about it, getting people to actually take ownership of their career development. Good question, Charles. Um, the um Biggest challenge I have, one of the things is my challenge isn't that great because the people that come to me are career-minded. So it's not the fact that I'm going out to people and trying to convince them that they should manage their careers. The people that come to me have said, I want to take control of my career. So I, that's not the big challenge. The big challenge is, to me, is it's not so much a challenge. It's the need to get people to think differently. When we work for somebody, we always get the idea that we are an employee, and we have to think differently in this day and time that we are really, yes, we are employees, but we are also in the business of ourselves. And so, uh, Charles, that's one of my biggest uh, challenges, getting people to think. To give you an example, Charles, when people come to me and they've lost their jobs or they're in a job search, I ask them this one fundamental question. Why would anybody want to hire you? And a long silence happens because people don't think about that. They've written a resume. They've done all these things, but they haven't. So the biggest challenge is to get people to think about being in business for themselves. Does that answer your question, Charles? 
Very much so. Thank you very much. Thank very you, Charles. Good. Th- thanks for calling in, Charles. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were talking about the um, product development process. And you, the first part you said is to assess your strengths and capabilities. Uh, then you say you want to research the marketplace to identify opportunities uh, based on where your capabilities might fit in. So how would that work? Okay, that's the same thing we talked about earlier. Researching the marketplace is going out to job uh, uh, sites and uh, seeing what uh, is going on in your field. What are people asking for? What kind of skills, what kind of experience they are asking for in your field? And also talking to people who've already, you know, who are in your field, who are senior people who've been out there, and they can tell you a lot of things about it. You also can do a great job if you're in your career is to ask people around who you've seen who have really, if you want to know somebody who really knows the job market and the marketplace, Talk to somebody who lost their job, who had to find a job, because they have gone out and they can tell you a lot. Many times people shy away from people who have lost their jobs because they feel that these people have not been successful, but they are a fountain of knowledge. So those are the things that you can do to research and find out what's going on in the marketplace. And then you said you should develop the product to be introduced into the marketplace. So you kind of move around... Right, your so, capabilities to what you find. What okay, so once you've done that, then I say write what I talked about earlier was your target position description. Write the description of the job that you want to get or want to achieve. Put down there, uh, based on your research, what are the accountabilities for that job? What are, what are the responsibilities going to be for that job? What qualifications do you need in terms of certification, education, experience, um, put those things into that job that job description. That becomes your target position or the product concept. Then we come back to what I talked about earlier was the pro forma resume. Write the resume that you want to have when you apply for that job. You know, think about it. The day that I, I, I see that job posted or the day that I go after that job, what is the resume I want to submit? I want to walk in there and, and you walk in there and you say, I am qualified for this job. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I have worked at it. I focused on it, and this is the job. And that's the prototype of what, uh, of what you're going to produce. Then the next step would be take your current resume and compare it to your pro forma resume and say, where are the gaps? Now you can start plotting. What experience do I need? What assignments do I need? Take control of your career. It may mean that you may have to take a lateral move to get certain type of experience. When in, and in your career, some of the other people around you may be getting promoted, but they may not be getting promoted along a path that's going to get them to where they need to be. So you may go out and find out that, hey, I need to go back and get an MBA. Or it may mean that if I'm in marketing and I want to advance in marketing, maybe I need, it's telling me that I need to take a trip through sales in the industry I'm in, to be, an, uh, to be a good and person qualified to be a marketing manager or a marketing director. So you fill those gaps with what you need. And then once you know what those gaps are, then you, f- you fill those gaps, and that becomes getting your product, you, ready to be introduced into the marketplace. And that marketplace introduction is when you get your next job. And in the book, you actually show some examples of target position descriptions and pro forma resumes so you can kind of see 
how it looks, because it's a little bit of a vague idea for people, but actually seeing it might help a little bit. Yes, it is. It's in the, it's in the, in the book. It explains I have a fictitious person called Catherine Smith. And I walk Catherine Smith, who is an uh, information technology person who has a uh, certain skill, and how she actually has developed herself to get there. So that's one of the uh uh, things that I, I, I do. Catherine Smith is the person applying for the job, and um, I actually have another person in there who's actually written the target position description. Very good. Okay, then you say now once you've done that, the next thing you need to do is to make yourself unique by branding your product. What are some steps people need to make uh, themselves unique? First of all, is going in and really going back and defining really your value. What is it I do? You know, Think of yourself as a giant fire extinguisher that puts out certain kinds of fires. So define, go back into your, uh, your, your, your experience, and you actually ask, ask some people you've worked with, your old bosses, your peers, or, or people, and ask them what, if you had to, if you got a new assignment today, Jill or, or John, when would you call me to come to work for you? What kind of problems would you have that, that you say, I need to get Linwood in here to fix this? Ask that question. Then the other thing you can do uh, around that is, uh, in terms of defining that, is going back and I say, take five, three to five or seven of your accomplishments, which are your finest moments. What are the things that you've done in your career where you said, this was a defining moment in my career? I did something, I made a, a great contribution to my company, and they benefited from it. What are those finest moments? And those finest moments, if you look, look at those finest moments, they will tell you a trend about you or something, a common theme that goes about you, that defines you, problem solver, organizer, thought leader. Those types of things are really defined, really what makes you unique. And what you should do once you get those those things down to value off and what makes you unique, then write. Some people call it, I call it a personal brand statement. Write a very, very short statement of this is what I, I do, the value I offer, and this is what makes me unique. And once you do that, then you can get really focused around your career. It's really great for networking. When people ask you that question, what you do, what do you do? It's great when you're interviewing for a job and they say, well, what is it about you? Tell me about yourself. This is a great way of catching that and saying, hmm, this is what he's all about. It may be hard for some people to realize what's unique about them. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have particularly unique skills. How can they stand out in a case like that? Well, first of all, they stand, you, you, you find out how you stand out, as I went back before, is ask people that you've worked for before, what's unique about me? And another thing is um, is also what you could do is actually list the things that you think about yourself. What are the great things about me? If what are my greatest strengths, or what are my greatest strengths, and list them. Then ask that same question of people who know you, and compare it. And when you see a, a, a cross section where they're saying the same things about you that you think about yourself, guess what? You know your strengths because. You see it, and people who know you see it. So that's another way to do it is talk to people or, or, or actually survey or ask people the questions around the same things that you're asking yourselves about what you're good for. And 
those are things that really define really what you offer. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linwood Bailey. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value. Uh, his website is business, uh, for me, of me. Uh, businessofmebook.com. We'll be back after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world leading conversations with host cheryl esposito creates a place for that dialogue tune into the voice america business channel every friday as cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business government art economics and social change We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linwood Bailey. Uh, he's a career expert. Uh, his newest book is called The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value. Welcome back to the show, Linwood. Well, thank you, Jordan. So we talked about uh, this, the whole idea of kind of understanding what your uniqueness is. Once you have that, you say you have to establish a personal image model. What do you mean by that? Okay, a personal image model is find is is what do you want to look like? How do you want to present yourself? And a personal image model is find somebody who really presents what presents or what you want to be. It could be the vice president of your area. It could be somebody who really is very, very well respected in your company. And find out what is it about that person that makes them so attractive to so many people. And the great thing about today is that you, find, you can find out, and it also could be someone who doesn't even work for your company. 
And the great thing about LinkedIn and all these social media tools and the Internet today is you can find out a lot about those people in terms of what kind of jobs they had and what they did. Uh, if they're in your company, watch how they express themselves. Watch how they dress. You know, one of the biggest challenges today in, 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 in companies is the business casual. Because the business casual, it actually makes the whole spectrum of how you dress a lot broader than it used to be. When I came to the corporate world, and many of us uh, came to the corporate world, it was, if you wore, it was wear a nice suit, a white shirt or a pastel shirt, a, a, a tie, black shoes, make sure your, your, your shoes match your belt. With women, hair at, your, at the length, there was there was a pantsuit or a skirt that you would wear. Now, in the business casual world, the, the spectrum is much wider. So watch how that person who's that image model who's been very successful, watch how they dress and you act and how they carry themselves and emulate that model. So what, and, once you've done that, now once uh, you've got your business image model, you say you have to articulate the value you offer through a personal brand statement. So how right. do you do that? Okay, uh, we talked about that earlier, and that's the statement that you actually put together a very brief summary. It shouldn't be no more than one to two sentences, no complex sentences, no ifs, ands, and buts in it. Don't make it a long compound sentence. And express, first of all, this is what you do. The second thing is this is what make, makes you unique. In my book, I talk about an example of a senior financial executive who was at a conference with a bunch of um, people junior to him. And he asked several of them, what do they do? And most people will, when you ask what do you do, they'll regurgitate or they'll tell you their job description. And they'll say, well, I'm a financial analyst, or I close the books, or I do analysis, or I, um, I develop applications, or I, I put together marketing plans. And the person in the book that, that I uh, 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 cited was a person who, when he was asked the question, what you did, what you did and, and, and a financial executive got to the point where he said, I don't want to talk to anybody else in here. I'm going to actually take my tag off that I'm a vice president because I'm going to keep these people from coming around and, and talking to me. And he asked this one last guy, what do you do? And this guy says, I create value for my organization by spotting trends, and information that they can turn into action. And, and because of that, I'm asked always to be on project teams or on special initiatives. And, of course, in my book, the, uh, the uh, vice president actually um, puts out his uh, card and says, give me a call. You know, I go back to this because I had an experience once in my career when we were, I was, we were evaluating uh, we were interviewing people on their second interview from some of the top business schools in the country. Uh, we would have, uh, at my company, we would have university days. Like one day would be a Wharton day. We'd have a Dartmouth day. We would have a, um, a Harvard day. And students would come in. Uh, job candidates would come in. They'd already been through the preliminary interview on campus. On a Wharton day, uh, we had uh, the people come in. It was Everybody, all the, all the guys had blue pinstripe suits or blue suits on, white shirt, cranberry ties. All the women had blue or cranberry, uh, grew or gray suits on, white blouses, hair length, black pumps. And I asked them all one simple question. Why would, you know, 
why would my company offer you? What would you bring to the table? Until I got to this one young man named Corey, all of them were telling me about going to getting their uh, MBA from Wharton, finding one of the finest schools in the land. So when you get me, you're getting Wharton. Okay. And I looked there and I said, well, I, I guess we can't hire all these people because everybody's from Wharton here today. I asked Corey that question. And Corey said to me, he said, Mr. Bailey, I am about to get my MBA and earn my MBA from Wharton. He said, but and I've had some of the finest professors in the world teach me. But that's not all that's, that matters. He said, the one thing that they didn't teach me was common sense and how to apply knowledge to common everyday problems. He said, that I learned by listening to people and by doing outside reading. And he said, so after he said that, it was just before lunch. I had his interview just before lunch. I went down to the vice president of my area, and uh, I, I, I said, Ron, I want to talk to you for a minute. He said, come on in, Lenny, what you got? I said, you got a bunch of people here from Wharton today. And if you don't make an offer to anybody but one person, make it to Corey. And he said, why, Linwood? I said, because he's the only one in here who actually gave me an answer that said that he was not relying only on his education from Wharton. He was unique in the fact that he told us he was a listener and that he would, and, and because he's a listener with his knowledge, he'll be a powerful person. So when I left out of that, we had our evaluation meeting at the end of the day. The VP of our area opened by saying, we're going to hire Whitman unless anybody has an objection. Nobody said no. Said, why do you say that? You didn't interview him, Ron. He said, because I talked to Linwood. And this guy, from what I've been hearing from all these evaluations as we went around the table, he's only, he stands head and shoulders above everybody else. So he made himself unique. Yeah. He made himself unique. He wasn't just a guy from Warden. He was a guy with a lot of knowledge who could apply that knowledge to common business problems. Now, the next thing you say people should do is to market. Now that you've got your image and all this, you should be marketing yourself. What are some tips in marketing yourself once you've got your career goals and all these things we've talked about put together so far? As far as marketing yourself, there's two, two sides of this of marketing yourself. First of all is I call it the inside game, and then I call it the outside game. In the inside game, what I ask people to do is manage your touch points. Now, touch points are your interactions in your company with career brokers. Now, let me tell you what a career broker is. A career broker are those people in your organization who, define, who determines who gets promoted, who gets hired, who gets fired, or they influence those decisions. You know, I know a lot about career brokers because I used to be one. So there are things that you should do that you should really perfect. For instance, these interactions, people who make judgments on you, about the way, according to the way you conduct meetings. If you run effective meetings, people form a very, very favorable impression of you. Participating in meetings, a lot of people don't realize that people watch you and how you participate in meetings, especially people who are trying to figure out who's going to be the next leader of this organization or the next leaders. They watch you. So there's a way that you can carry yourself in meetings that actually brings attention to yourself and actually favorable attention. Another thing is communicating. Today, in this day and age, with email, 
so people can copy and forward and your your email around, and you don't even know sometimes who's reading your email. So make sure that your writing reflects somebody who's on top of things and knows what they're talking about. And managing your job performance is very important that you manage your job performance. Make sure that you have a system or a process in place to make sure that you always can meet or exceed the expectations of the people who rate you. And that means, you know, and the last thing, of course, is demonstrate that you're managing your career. When people ask you what your career objectives are, when you're going to give input into your talent management process at your company or evaluation, be very, very straightforward in terms of this is where I want to go. Ask your manager. I like to sit down with my ma- sit down with your manager and say, I'd like to review my career plan with you, and I'd like to get your input on if I'm going in the right direction. And then you say you have, need to promote yourself and promote the company once you've got that put together. What kind of things should people do in promotion? In promoting themselves, I say network, network, network. Get out and even when you're working, join organizations, attend meetings. If you're in a, uh, if you if you can, or if you need, or see a need, write uh, 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 articles. Join LinkedIn groups in your profession. Read the comments and, and and actually respond to the comments or post comments out there to demonstrate that hey, this person is somebody that you know. I had I had something that uh, Jordan. I don't know if you realize this or the readers out there realize that. I found out from my, uh, uh, a, a, a meeting on LinkedIn from an expert on LinkedIn that about 50% of LinkedIn's revenues come from HR solutions. They actually provide information to employers about people. So when you're out there and you're promoting and you're putting out there the knowledge that you have, the comments, those things get back to employers and all of a sudden you're thought of and, 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 you bec- and people become aware of you. And the one thing I want to caution people and tell them about about networking. Networking is a means to build relationships. You don't use networking when you when the first encounter you have with someone is that you're asking them to do you a favor, because that's not networking. That's actually uh, taking advantage of people. And they resent it. You're saying and, and yes. People don't, and people resent it. And then you say you have to deal with passion when you, you're out there promoting yourself. What are some ways to exhibit passion? Passion, first of all, starts with it. With when you are managing your career and you're plotting your career, you're putting yourselves in a position in positions that you know are leading to something else. So it's a learning experience. It's a developmental experience. You're not put there because somebody told you this is where you need to go. So always in your job, always have a career plan and, and position yourself to get the positions that you're going to be in. And, and when you do it, you'll find out that the extra effort that you have to put into a job, the way you present your ideas, the way you carry yourself, even the way you walk down the hall, when you're in a job that you enjoy, it reeks with passion. And people read that in it. They also read it when you're in something that you don't really want to be in. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linwood Bailey. He's the author of the book, The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value. His website is businessofmebook.com. We'll be back after this.
stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. Uh, my guest this hour is Linwood Bailey. He's the author of a book called The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, and Your Value. Welcome back to the show, Linwood. Thank you, Jordan. So we've talked about all this so far. Now you, you're in good shape. You're promoting and so on. How do you sell yourself once you've got this package pulled, pulled together that you've talked about so far? Okay. When you're in this, the business of you, that product, you can have the greatest product in the world, but you've got to convince somebody to promote you or hire you. And that's selling. That's selling. That's offering the benefits or communicating the benefits to somebody who could possibly buy it, hire or promote you, and convincing them to say, yes, I'm going to hire you or promote you. And, and the selling process really starts with really going back, and that's one of the beautiful things about I like a, one of the things I built into the business of me. Because you have product development, all these things tied together, the product actually comes into the selling piece because you have to be able to know your product. So first of all, know your product. And then once you know your product, then you can actually define where you're going to focus yourself. Where are you going to look to look for a job? You know, right now today, about anywhere, from, I've seen estimates from 60 to 80, 90% of all jobs are not found on job boards. They're not found through search firms. They're found through referrals. And to do, go through the referral thing is that you've got to really define what you are selling, your product, what type of situations you, you, you need that lead to this, uh, uh, that create a need for your product, and who's connected to it. So when you're doing your networking, when you go in, with, which I, a document I call a personal summary, which is a one-page document that expresses that personal brand statement, the situations that you are looking for, and how the person can help you, then it makes it much easier for you to focus your job uh, search and also for people to help you. Do you know that most resumes and uh, only have a life of a few seconds? 
because people will give people resumes and say, I don't really know what the person is looking for, and I don't even know how to start to help him, him or her. So what that personal summary does, and it's included in my book, How to, how to Write a Personal Summary. I'm going to give you an example of how, um, how important it is to, to understand in your product when you're selling. There was a young man that I had, uh, actually I'd volunteered at a university to do mock interviews. Uh, and they do these when students first come to the, uh, to the MBA program to give them a base point in terms of how well they're interviewing. And then we come back at the, uh, about a year later and we do another interview to see how well they have progressed. So I connected with him on a mock interview and he stayed in contact with me. And um, he called me when he, uh, after, he, after his graduation, and he called me and he said, um, Linwood, I don't have a job. And I said, you don't have a job? He said, yeah. He said, I interviewed for several positions, and I never got an offer. So fortunately, he was in a university close to, close to, to where I live. I said, let's meet. Let's sit down and talk. So he came over. And what Michael had done was Michael had had, before he went to the MBA program, enrolled, he had a lot of success with AT&T. And his success with AT&T, one of his key things that he did, big things he did, was he was a contributor to a major turnaround in a sales force, a sales group that wasn't selling, uh, doing very well. He actually came up with some recommendations that they implemented, and they actually saw their sales increase significantly. So when he got there, we said, I said, well, what, are you, what were you selling? And he couldn't answer that question. I said, well, what were the jobs? What were they looking for when he went through? So come to find out that most of the, that the people were coming there, they were looking for people with not a lot of experience. They were looking for people that they could actually develop. So he was really overqualified for what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that, and I said, well, I work with Michael. I said, we're going to define your product. And he went back and he worked around. He defined his problem, his what he his product, what he was. He was a thought leader and problem solver. That's what he did. He took problems and things that companies were facing, and he was able to analyze those problems, find out the causes, and get things focused on really what needed to be done. He came back, and guess what? After he did that. He had a job offer from IBM within four weeks, That's making great. more money than the, than than he would have been offered if IBM had offered him a job on the on the on campus interview. Very good. All so, right, I want to go. You, yeah, uh, so that's that, that's so, very important on the selling process. You you have at the your final chapter of what you call learn and adjust. So taking all these product uh, the the steps we had developing your product, developing your brand, marketing yourself, selling yourself. Delivering on that, we didn't get just to get that, but I did want to get to this learn and adjust. How can you learn and adjust if you, you go through this whole process that's not working and keep adjusting until it does work? Okay, first of all, I hope I don't, not, I don't, if there's anybody on here that works for IBM or Lotus, I don't mean to offend you. So this is just, <laughs> this is just a real-life experience, and it's the truth. Don't be a Lotus 1, 2, 3. Lotus 123, when it was introduced back in the early 1980s, was a fantastic product. It actually took the whole uh, task of creating spreadsheets and doing analysis. It made it simple, easy. People could actually uh, move data around. They could make changes. It actually increased the productivity of everybody. 
then Lotus was doing well, but they sat on their laurels. Microsoft watched what Lotus did, and they actually came out with Excel. And Excel made it easier. They put a mouse with it. They put icons on it. They put lines and bars around so you didn't get cockeyed after watching the spreadsheet for three hours. And Lotus, by the time they came back, it was too late. So what I tell people is that you're riding, you may be riding high and you may be doing well in your job, but stay ahead of the curve. And how do you stay ahead of the curve? You go back to this continuous improvement, learn and adjust that I talk about. Go back and revisit your product. Constantly go around and ask people um, and research the job market to see what's going on. Also, if you're in a company, when these new people come in, the young kids coming in, Connect with them because they can tell you right now what they've learned in the business schools and what the trends are and what the skills are of the day. So you can be able to make sure that you don't become a lotus. The other thing is look at these jobs in terms of an investment standpoint. Find out where you can invest in your career. And, and, and Jordan, you're an investment guy. Find out those places where you can invest a couple thousand dollars in training and increase an in, and have an increase in your compensation that may be triple what your investment was for a long period of time. So you're saying even though if you're in a particular job, you have to keep your eyes open for what else is available and what the new trends may be so that you're not caught. Because probably a lot of people get laid off and aren't really thinking about their careers or really kind of caught short by that. Right, because things, things change so rapidly today, Jordan, and company. Innovation is really off the charts these days. So anything that you are doing today that may sound great, it can be obsolete in 18 to 24 months. So we have about a minute or so to go. Just kind of sum up briefly what a difference it can make to go through the process you've got in this book, The Business of Me, compared to what most people do in developing their careers. Okay. First of all, I want to um, say this. We all are going to live according to a plan in life. Our plan is somebody else's. So these are the things. Take control of your career and manage the events and circumstances that are coming your way instead of letting those things manage you. You have a product, the second thing. Your skills, your capabilities, and strengths. Keep it connected to what the marketplace is asking for and keep it up to date. And the last thing is establish a personal board of directors. Find people and connect with people who have been successful in taking the road that you are taking. Learn from their mistakes. Learn from their successes. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, and you don't have to make mistakes. Learn from them. And also remember that your board members can become fans and supporters of yours, and they may be career brokers in your organization, people who decide who gets promoted and, 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 and who stays and who gets hired. And when you get those types of people in your corner, all of a sudden they become investors in you. They've invested their interest in you, and now you've got fans and supporters out there in high places that can help you get ahead. Terrific. My guest has been Linwood Bailey. His book is called The Business of Me, Your Job, Your Career, Your Value, a career management process and information resource designed for today's business professional. Uh, the website to find out more about it is businessofmebook.com, and he also has a website, fieldsofsuccess.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Linwood. Thank you very much, Jordan. Thanks again, and we'll be back again next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.